Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off the Bench with Jason Matthews. We take the best bits from this week's sports day and give them a run. Yeah, we sure do. Welcome to it. Big weekend. Big weekend sport as well. Oz Open kicks off on Monday night. It's kind of the the icing on the Christmas New Year cake, isn't it? The Oz Open. And then at the end of that, it's, well, we've got another 11 months to wait until next Christmas New Year. Hey, on the show, we catch up with Gold Coast Titans coach Justin Holbrook on the preseason and new experience in the team, Michael Kasperwitz and all things test cricket and his new injury. And, folks, he suffered this in Noosa. Be careful. Be careful if you're heading to Noosa. It's a dangerous place. Chris Nelson has the tips and previews for the Magic Millions, but we start off with Dolphins assistant coach Christian Wolf. Badge and Jace here yep. tonight on Sports Day. And, of course, there's a new team. There's new team in the NRL in 2023. Yes, one of the assistant coaches. Well, the main man. Below Wayne, Christian Wolf is joining us now on Sports Day. Mate, welcome back to Australia. Uh, have I got a couple of South Magpies legends on air right now? Of course, Gary Belcher from uh, the, what was it, late 70s? 40s. 40s, 40s and 50s. And, of course, <laughs> Christian, you played a couple of seasons there as well. Welcome back to Queensland. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, uh, much change in the weather between St. Helens and uh, Brisbane this time of the year? Yeah, look, I've been speaking to a few people over there and they tell me it's uh, lows of negative six and highs of uh, negative one over there at the moment. So it's a bit different to what we've gotten. It's taken a little bit of time to get used to the fun again, that's for sure. Was it a tough decision to leave St Helens after back-to-back titles and you won basically every, every competition over there? Was it a tough decision to leave that comfort to come back here and, and have, a, have a crack at first grade in the NRL? It was actually, and you know, I wouldn't call it the comfort of it. It's um, you know, it's always a challenge, and with a club like St Helens, you have a lot of expectation, and uh, you know you're expected to do well, and you're expected to be around the top, and you know, it certainly brings a, an element of pressure. But um, yeah, there's a number of things that we sort of had to consider as a family, and, and this you know, this is coming home of sorts, you know, coming back to Queensland and, and coming back to Brisbane, and um, you know it was it was certainly the right time there for. And not just myself and, and what was going on here at the Dolphins, but uh, also so that for the family. So uh, it was a tough decision that we had to make. Mm, but still, could be a uh, a great one. Look, not many people, players, coaches, everyone gets to experience a startup team um, in the in the top level of rugby league. Wayne did it, of course, back in 1988, um, and and many years later he's there now with the Dolphins. How how's that experience been? Is that different than anything else you've been been through? Christian? Yeah, it is. It's, um, you know, it's a real challenge and there's just so many things that you know, need to be thought about and, um, you know, things that you haven't necessarily thought about when you roll into another club that's a little bit established and, and that can be with all sorts of things off the field, um, you know, calls on the field, defensive calls, attacking plays. Usually you walk into a team and it's already established in most of those areas and you're just... Uh, 
you know, picking things up or um, or adding your own bits to it. But you know, everything's completely fresh and completely new here, and, and that's one of the really exciting parts of it. It's a it's a real challenge, and everything about it's a challenge. And you know, we get a real opportunity to try and get everything right right from the start and, and you know, develop some behaviours that you know, we think are going to be long standing and and set the club up for some really long term success. So. It's exciting, but it's a, it's a challenge at the same time. Yeah, and of course, you've jumped into an organisation that um, I know that the Dolphins is new, but the organisation, the Redcliffe Dolphins, and the, and everything else that they've got, very, very professional. Have been, um, you know, at the top of the uh, the Queensland and the Brisbane Rugby Leagues for for many years. So, is that you feel that there's a um, you know a really strong group of people um, behind outside of the you know the coaching and the players? Oh, there definitely is, and you know, you're right there. It's been one of the one of the strongest and one of the biggest, if not the the biggest and strongest, in the Queensland Cup competition for a long time. And you know, a very established club and a great great supporter base and, and a great junior base as well. So, you know, all things have put it in a, a really good position or a really strong position going forward to make it successful. But our know, good clubs are built on good people, and you, know, you asked me about Saints before. That was certainly what St Helens had. And, Mm. That was what made it hard to leave that place, and you know, walking into this club, it's exactly what's made this club successful in the past as well. It's full of good people, it's full of rugby league people, and you know, people who want to see the club do really well going forward. So it's great to be a part of. Is Mal still the legend of St Helens? If we just flick back there for a minute, is it still all about well, a lot of that about Mal Meninga and what he that those, that time in the eighties when he was there? Because I've been on tours over there, and they just love him. Well, for a guy who played one season there, he's very, very popular. And he's, <laughs> yeah. he's got his uh, got his picture up on the wall at the uh, at the stadium. And uh, look, I was lucky enough uh, when Mel came over with the Australian side uh, a little bit earlier in the year, not when the World Cup was on, but uh, he came over, um, you know, to have a bit of a look around and, and do a bit of a reconnaissance for the World Cup. And uh, we we did a thing together at St Helens, and you know, a number of the old boys were that he played with were invited in and. Uh, as I said, I was lucky enough to be there when that happened, and, and just the way that you know, they admired him, and you know, the way they uh, sort of—you could tell—they really looked up to him, and you could tell that he'd obviously gone there and shown it the respect that it deserved, and been a really good person and a really good player there because he's, he's certainly admired, and it was great to see. Hey, um, Christian, is there a, with uh, you being an assistant to, to Wayne Bennett? Is there a plan for you to take over from Wayne in a couple of years' time, like similar to the deal? Uh, that he had with Jason Demetrio at South. Yeah, that that is the plan, um, and that was you know, part of the real attraction uh, for for coming back here as well, and, and and coming to this club specifically is that opportunity to work with Wayne for a number of years, and uh, you know obviously he's done things that other coaches haven't, and he's got uh, so much to offer a playing group, but also uh, coaches who work with him. So. Now, that's something I'm really enjoying, that opportunity to be able to work with him and you know, watch what he does different and, and learn from him. And I know that's going to certainly help me in the future as well. Is he is he pretty different than what you're used to, than what you've been through and the way that you, you've coached? Well, he's different to any other coach I've ever worked with. and um, You can certainly see why he's, why he's had the success he's had as well. And there's, you know, there's a number of things that, it just gets right, and um, you know, it's, it's, as I said before, it's great to be able to see that uh, actually happen in real life, and um, you know, he's got plenty of things to pass on. I played under Wayne in the early 80s, and then in, in the mid-80s at 
Canberra and I had a lot to do with him. I've, I've worked with him in his coaching staff at the Broncos uh, for a hell of a long time. Uh, all this time, I don't, I don't think he changes much around the way he was doing thing 30 years ago. It's just so effective. But he makes all the, it makes all the players quite accountable, doesn't he, Christian? I imagine the group has responded well to him. Yeah, the group's responded really well, and uh, you're exactly right there. He does keep everyone accountable, and you know, he does um, he does run a tight ship from that point of view. And um, you know, everyone knows he's very black and white. Everyone knows exactly where they stand, and you know what, what standards are good enough and what standards aren't good enough. And, and again, that's why he's had so much success. But uh, yeah, the players have really bought into what he's doing here, and uh, we've got a really good group of players. And you know, well, one thing I'll, I'll say about the playing group is that every day we walk in, there's there's a real uh, real excitement and a real uh, you know real really good energy about them. They're mm. A group of good men to you know, to walk in and talk to in the morning, and they're all working really hard at the moment, which means they're they're getting some reward with their improvement as well. Uh, Jesse Bromwich named uh, your skipper during the le- uh, weekend. You've got a great leadership group there. All forwards, uh, we noticed, Christian. What impresses you the most about him? Look, he's only been here uh, a week and a half. He, he started just after Christmas. And straight away, you know, from day one, uh, within the first 10 minutes, he, he stands a little bit of authority. And you know, just the way he carries himself, the way he talks, uh, the way he leads by his example and everything that I've seen so far, and, and that's whether it's training around the field, team meetings, uh, he's really present. And, and as I said, really leading by his example. But... He's also a great communicator. He's, he's, uh, he's going to be uh, extremely good for young players and young forwards in particular. Uh, the, the way you know, he's obviously experienced and he's done a hell of a lot in the game and, and, and earned that right to be a leader through what he's done. But he, he, he's living as a leader as well. He's passing on plenty of, uh, uh, plenty of great messages and plenty of great information on to young players. So uh, we, we're going to be a better club for having him here, that's for sure. Is, is your 30 finalised or done and dusted? No, we've still got a couple of spots to fill, um, you know, and that's sort of a, you know, it's, that's something that's moving and evolving all the time. So uh, we've got a little bit of time to finalise that. But you know, well, the spots still are, are still up for grabs, and uh, you know, it's a very fresh group. We're starting from scratch with everything, and um, you know, I mentioned before that what we have got is a hard-working group, and they're certainly competing well at the moment, and there is spots up for grabs, and. Uh, the rest of the pre-season and the trials are going to be really important because it's going to give blokes a, an opportunity to you know, go and take a jersey, so to speak. Yeah. So, so as an as an assistant coach, but head coach in waiting, Christian, are you, what's your role? Are, are you across everything that's going on footy-wise? Well, I look across most things. Yeah. At the end of the day, Wayne's the coach, and um, you know we're, we're we're going to do things the way he wants them done, and um, you know he's certainly leading the ship at the moment. As I said before, you know, part of my my intention is to make sure that I'm learning everything I can from him, and uh, some stage I'll get my opportunity as well, and um, you know then I'll, I'll need to make it work then. Rightio, well, not long to go. As Bad said, you've got that trial early February. That's going to be in Gladstone against the Capras, who are in pretty good form too in the Q Cup. Just quietly, round one though, Roosters at Suncorp Stadium. How about that for a clash and? Have you got anywhere in the facility, round four versus the Broncos at Suncorp uh, circled anywhere, Christian? Is that talked about at all? Oh, no, look, none of that's been talked about just yet. You know, uh, obviously, round one, 
once we get round to that, that's going to be the priority. And uh, they're going to be a very formidable team, the Roosters. It's going to be a great mm. challenge first up and a, a really good uh, a really good gauge of where we're at. And uh, you know, as a team in that early part of the season, but you know, also where we're at in terms of what we want to be as a club going forward and what sort of work we've done in the pre-season. So that's something to really look forward to. That's something that once we get to it, you know, that'll be our, our single focus or our sole focus and they'll worry about round four when we get to it. Did you get back home Christmas time? You're a Mount Isa boy, aren't you? Yeah, look, I do call Mount Isa home, but no, we've done enough uh, done enough travelling and living out of a suitcase at the back end of our stint <laughs> in St. Helens and uh, coming back over to Brisbane. So uh, we're not quite settled in a in a permanent house just yet. We're still trying to sort that out. Um yeah. So there was no travelling to be done. I wasn't keen on going anyway. All right, listen, yeah, Christian, yeah, luck, I, I'm pumped about the Dolphins. Um, not long to go now. It's going to be a long season. Uh, good luck with the trial and, of course, that round one clash against the Roosters at Suncorp Stadium. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. No worries. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Special guest is the coach of the Gold Coast Titans, who's got a hell of a big year ahead of him, as the club does, as the whole competition does. Justin Holbrook's on the line. G'day, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good afternoon, boys. I'm good, thanks. How would you say your um, pre-season to date has been? Yeah, really good. Um, obviously, you know, every team trains hard, so we're not, we're not saying we're any better than anyone else but I've been really really happy with the the lead up to Christmas and obviously we have a, a mandatory couple of weeks off which is which is great for everybody but now we're we're back into it come back in last Thursday and um yeah it's it's, it's great to have all the boys back and obviously been a world cup year we haven't sort of had Kieran Isaac Neil and Tino join us till till we've come back after Christmas so it's mm. great to have the full complement of players back and yeah we've got a big sort of six weeks out of us before we start playing. And a couple of players that you've got new players in key positions. You mentioned Kieran Foran, uh, Sammy Verrills. How are they slotting in? Uh, are they are they likely to be straight in there from uh, from the trials in round one? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's great to, to have those guys in key positions join us. I think we we all know that that we've needed that as as a team. So. Yeah, Sammy's um, obviously did a bit of work before Christmas with us and, and Kieran came in a few days off his own back before Christmas, which was great to have him. But we now got him full time and um, we're going to use this next sort of five, six weeks before trials to, to get our combinations up because that's obviously we're a bit beyond the established size. But it's great to have those boys uh, join us, that's for sure. Justin, mate, young uh, AJ, he's... he's and Enigma is such a great player. He can play all over the field. Where do you see him fitting into the into the program this year? He's such a dynamic player. And you, I know it's the sort of player you want to have the ball in his hands, but where do you best see him fit this year? Yeah, well, look, I've said a few times, I think he's equally as good at, at sort of six and at one, and we've just got to use, you know, we've obviously got young Jaden Campbell who's, who's electrifying at the back there for us as well. So we've just got to use these next five, six weeks in trials to work out our best combination and, and then stick with that. So I, I can't give you a definite answer at no. the moment, but it'll definitely be 5'8 or, or fullback. Um, but the good news is with AJ, look, he, we've, we've got him fully fit now. He's sort of 
battled through last year, but played every week for us. But we got we got him fully fit and and firing. So um, I agree with everything you said, Matty. Like he's, he's you know he's, he's such a dynamic player and such an important member of our team that. Yeah, the most thing, important thing for me is making sure he got his body 100% right because he's sort of had a few injuries over the last couple of years. So we want him, you know, fully fit and firing this year. And, and yeah, so he'd definitely be one of those two, mate, five, five eight or fullback. But it's a, it's a sort of good problem to have, that's for sure. Yeah, and, mate, your, I mean, the, the spine was probably somewhere where we struggled a little bit last year as a, as a group, the Titans. Um, you know, a little bit of uh, chopping and changing, um, due to due to some injury, um, how's um, young Jaden going? How's his body holding up with another preseason under his belt? Um, do you think he'll be uh, ready for the rigors of a full season this year? Yeah, well, he's always someone that's going to need a few more preseasons to be to be fully sort of developed. But yeah, look, he's he's improved a lot again this preseason, which is great for us. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, it, it is hard week in, week out. So, you know, we fell short in, in that area last year and we want to make sure this year that we had our options covered um, if one of them aren't fully fit. So, you know, we've got the, the luxury of sort of juggling them around a bit. But, but I do want to try and settle if I can because we all know when you've got this sort of connection within your team, you're going to play a lot better in the cohesion. So we'll try and get that sorted over the next sort of five, six weeks. But, um, but yeah, we're really happy with our JCs coming on this preseason. I love that Matty, as a former Titan, when I, I found out, he yeah, said, said we. we. Yeah, said yeah we. I didn't mean to say that. Mate, I, I was writing that down. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. We're He'll be a regular one of them. I'm always here, mate. I'm always. I say it when I'm talking that. about the Raiders. I just can't help myself because that's yeah. uh, that's your club. Yeah. Hey, now do you do anything different? And I know quite often things get changed up for the sake of change. So players don't sort of go through the same preseason all the time and and need some stimulus, probably a, a lot more uh, than we did when we were playing. Um, but do you, do you change? Have you done much different? Have you changed much this year? Uh, Justin? Oh, oh, look, we've changed things in, in terms of doing more and, and working harder and things like that. You know, we all knew that, you know, mentally, you know, we weren't terrific and we had some games and we, we fell away and, and that was pretty obvious. So, look, we've sort of put a, a training program that, that's challenging a lot more, but, but the players are okay with that, you know, and that, that's the best thing. They got the buy and that, no one was happy how we went last year. So we sort of got all that fixed towards the back end of last year. So the minute they come in November, when we had those key guys away at World Cup, we weren't relying on them to come back and contribute. We all sort of put things in place from from before the end of the season. So when we come back in November, which we did, um, we sort of hit, hit the pre-season full of running. So it's, it's been a lot harder on the boys, but they've been terrific because they understand that, that, you know, what we did last year wasn't good enough. Mm. So we're, we're covering everything. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's been enjoyable um, yeah, to watch. I'm not going to ask you for your specific opinion about, well, we talked off the top about Selwyn Cobo and the Broncos, mm. but you, you say you cover everything. Do you cover podcast and media training for the players <laughs> too? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> no I don't comment. Need to, to worry about that. Yeah, I'm just going to worry about it. But yeah, look at that. You don't want to hear or hear of any of that stuff. That's for sure. I don't think it helps anybody. No. But mm. anyway, yeah, I'll just worry about the other two. Mate, um, mate, every Titans fan out there is 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 wondering how we're going to get the best out of David Fafita. Now. Yep. I think he copped a lot of undue flack. It's not his job to go in there and, and control the play and, and, you know, create the opportunities, um, although he can and he does at times. 
How do you get the best out of him this year? Yeah, well, I think maybe like even the year before last, look, he, you know, he copped a lot of stick that year. I think he was leading forward try scorer ever, and he, he made the double the most line breaks and tackle bust in the second next pioneer him, and everyone still gave him stick two years ago. So you can only imagine with us having a bad year, he was always going to cop it. So look, to get the best out in this year, it's, it's got to be everybody, you know. And I said that last year when he wasn't playing well. I said, that, look, there's a little bit on us as coaches. It's a bit on Dave himself and it's a bit on the, the halves as well. So I think it's a combination of, of all three and we're, we're sort of making sure that we're, we're going to create him opportunities through him getting his own confidence up and getting a little bit fitter than he was last year, obviously, and then the, the rely on the halves and, and getting him to have confidence with them. So it's a combination of, of all three and, and we all love to see what he does in the game. You don't have to be a Titan fan to... To love him, you know, seeing those barnstorming runs and, and how hard he is to stop. Um, so we want to try and make sure that happens more often than not. But but also in Dave's defence, it's hard to do that every single time. I hear people say, oh, we wish he'd do it, you know, 20 times a game, not possible. It's, yeah. it's, you know, you can't have, you can't have everything, mm. but but we definitely need him playing at his best. You know, I want him back playing rep footy and things like that. He's, he's, he's such a strike weapon that we've got to make sure we get the best out of him. And I agree with you, Matty. Everyone's sort of looking at him, how, how are we going to get it? So we're working hard on, on our training around making sure we're creating some opportunities. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a combination of all three, mate. Yeah, that's great. Mate, um, you've got a pretty young squad there. Is there anyone that's uh, surprised you this off-season that you think could have a, uh, a bit of a breakout season this year? Oh, look, I think what we saw of, of JJ Fafita at the back end of the year for us, mm-hmm. like he's, he's such a young guy and only played a handful of rugby league games and, and he just improved out of sight and his decision-making in defence and his skill in attack's been phenomenal. So I'm, I'm really expecting him to be, you know, have a massive season for us. Um, some other young guys I probably haven't seen yet. Um, Loffy, Loffy Anakan, um, who scored a million sort of tries for Burley last year. He's been really consistent with his training. So uh, he's, he's a young winger coming through with, with a lot of speed. Um, you know, I'm hoping he can push through into the, the first grade side. Um, they're they're the prob- probably the two, mate. I think some real consistency out of Jojo and, and being a regular sort of centre or winger for us would be exactly what we need. And then young Loffy sort of, up into the, the heels of the guys to, to, to win a spot on the wing. They're probably some good areas for us. Mm. Another change around the club, of course, is the NRLW side coming in uh, for their first season. No, no, uh, they're in last year. Oh, they're in last year. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Do they do that? Is there much interaction there, mate? Do they train at all with you guys? Are, you, are they around the club, same, same premises? Yeah, they are the same premises. At the moment, they're not with us because they're still waiting to hear on sort of their starting time and all that. And it looks like the back half of the year and they may not start training oh, until right. sort of mid-year. So it's been a little bit frustrated on their end on when things are getting locked in. But but in terms of last year, yeah, the back end of the year when they, they kicked off again, yeah, they were around the club. But look, I think the more that grows, the, the better for everyone. I think we've sort of enjoyed seeing how, how much their game improved and how quickly it improved with the quality of their game. So... I think it's um, as a game we want to grow, so that's a real big area of improvement. And, yeah, I look forward to watching the, the women's comp next year again. Mate, just a quick one. Bo Fermo, he, he came into the side last year and he was just this under-the-radar player that just seemed to deliver week in, week out for you. Uh, how's his off-season been and, and are you expecting him to deliver more of that this year? Yeah, definitely, I reckon... Um, Bowie, as you mentioned, like when he first came to us, he, he was capable of making line breaks, but then he had a lot of sort of 
improvement he needed in all other areas of the game. But he, last year he was probably one of our you know top three players every week. And this year with his his preseason, he's a really settled guy and he's really driven. You know, he wants to get in that that Queensland Origin side. So he's um he's been one of our top three sort of trainers and, and winning a lot of the all coming, you know, top two and uh, now we've picked up Chris Randall. He's he's an excellent trainer as well. So Bowie's been, yeah, doing exceptionally well in all our sort of uh testing um running events and things like that. So yeah, I think a, a really big year for him, and um, as we mentioned at the start, you know, throwing a, you know a hooker who's got three or four years playing there, and then experience at Kieran Four, and we we think that'll really benefit both them and Day for Feeder. I think that those hard running back rollers can can really have some joy with with a bit of experience around them. Beautiful, beautiful, right? Oh, have you seen any change in your skipper, Big Tino, back playing? Well, played for Australia, of course, and outstanding, and um, thrown into that role pretty young, I guess. Is he? Is, Looking good for the for the season, and you know another year older, yep. another year wiser. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's always been an exceptional trainer. He's just come back in now, and it looks like he's been training since November. But um, the great thing for him, and I've had a chat to him, and he agrees. You know, with the fact that you know, we know we keep mentioning, but having Kieran and Tammy Verrills, the the experience they've got, Tino mm. can really just lead by his actions and not have to worry about as much as he, he took on last year and. I think he'll really benefit from from the experience around him, and I think his game's going to keep improving. You know, he's only 22, so yeah, he, he'll be exceptional for us this year, and it's great to have him, as I said, back back training with us now. Well, my sensing co-captains, multiple captains. No, no, definitely, no, no, no. It'll be Tino. He's the man. Tino on his own. And, oh man, yeah, it? we've got a number of guys. We'll sit under him, like obviously the two guys I mentioned, but yeah. also AJ Benson's improved out of sight with his his leadership, especially the back end of last year. You know, when we were sort of three out of four, he really stepped up for us. And then we've got Isaac Liu there. So there's probably four or five guys right under Tino that, that are all helping him, um, which is the way, way we want it. But, yeah, I'll just stick with, with Tino to, to, to lead the charge. Yeah, good. It'd be great for him to have that, that backup. Good on you, mate. Sounds like things are all uh, going as planned at the moment. Justin, and hopefully, um, you know, in a few weeks' time, the trial's underway and all will be going well with the Gold Coast Titans. Mate, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thanks, mate. No worries. Thanks. Thanks, Badge. Thanks, Manny. Cheers. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Time to talk cricket. Our favourite thing, Badge, of course, the summer is over. Apart from the Big Bash, our international summer yep. has finished early January. Why aren't we playing one day as right now? Uh, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, well, the Big Bash is all all happening. But we have been having this argument about the SCG. And if anyone two days. can actually actually knows something about cricket, because obviously you don't, Woogie, you, you pretend to. Please. And Come I on. don't. Come on. It's, uh, it's the lion-hearted former fast bowler, Casper. Oh, yeah. Part of the SEN commentary team, too, with the Big Bash. Kaspar, thanks for joining us tonight, mate. Thanks, Chase. Thanks very much. Uh, Before we get into cricket talk, he's a very brave man, Kaspar. I saw him on New Year's Day and he said, I'm off to Noosa tomorrow for a holiday. I thought, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, that's brave. (laughs) And now I text him today and he goes, I'm in hospital with my foot up. He's sustained an injury in Noosa. Now, it's a dangerous place, Badge. It is. It is. What's happened, Casper? Um, oh, look, you played 20 years of first-class cricket and smash your feet up every single day of that life and never have a toe injury. 
Um, but I've managed to sustain um, a toe injury by kicking a rock on my way to the beach into the uh, after I went for a run, of course. Um, yeah, and <laughs> the nail broke off. The nail broke off and all that, and a bit of blood. But with my 16-year-old son, I showed no pain. Um, spent two days in the water swimming, all that sort of stuff. Great, just slowly. Got the limp got worse, and then come Saturday, I thought I'd better get looked at it because it looked like a, a Cheerio sausage. The uh, middle um, sauce, um, toe in my right foot, it was huge, it was red, it was all that. So, yep, came back to Brisbane, and they said, um, got to get an hospital for that one. Wow. So it's got a little fracture. Yeah, got a little, oh. got a little fracture in there, and I think that's the problem, is that because mm. of the infection getting in there and getting into sort of joints oh. and things like Not- that, so... Not the normal injury people get at Noosa. I mean, there's there's people walking around no. bumping their lips, their their <laughs> fake lips into doors. There's uh, there's uh, elbow the cool injuries cabana. from yeah the champagne and the yeah, you can you would buy a cool cabana. Yeah, cool cabana. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, mate. Well, we're glad you could join us. Um, and yeah. and from your hospital bed, help us help us with this debate. It's been tossed up, and you would have played uh, many big games at the SCG. There's calls for them to get rid of the pitch and start using drop-ins like they do at the MCG, they do at Adelaide Oval, because there's nothing. It's just giving us nothing um, of late, Casper. What are your thoughts, mate? I think wasn't it some stat about um, the amount of time lost with weather and bad light and everything I thought like that. So I can look, I, I know the argument and I've sat on both sides of the fence in that as a player. We want the original conditions, the history and all that. But also, from an administration point of view, you want good cricket. You want it to last a long time. But without sort of really opening the can of worms, um, when they renovate the Gabba, I just wonder whether what the, if they, they're going to keep that wicket um, and keep rolling it in the middle there during the, uh, the javelin at the Olympics, of course, in 2032. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it, maybe, it's, it's, maybe it, it might happen. I think AFL want it. The Swans certainly want it down there. That seems to be the scene, but I don't know. I haven't thought about that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I was looking at that third test. I know they lost a couple of days to rain, and, and we would have very, very likely beaten them and, and, and wrapped up the series Easily. 3-0. Easily. But, but we, did you look at that lineup, Casper, and even with, especially without Cam Green, the all-rounder, were we a fast bowler short? Coming from one of the great fast bowlers, were you surprised Scott Boland or another fast bowler wasn't there? No, that was kind of what they were going to do, and they always tend to do that, play two fast bowlers and two spinners in Sydney, and it did turn. Um, we saw that with the rough, and, of course, the weed wasn't given the chance to, to age as it normally does because it spent a bit of time under the covers and all that. But it certainly did, you know, a few times the ball, certainly that last day, the ball was hitting the roughs and, you know, like bursts of the dirt and all that sort of thing. So it was kind of traditional. So I don't, I'm not into bagging any wickets, Um Certainly not Gabbers or no SCGs um, this season, but I think um, I think that was kind of the, the right fit. Um, look, the Australian cricket team always used to be until well, actually used to be pick your six best batsmen, best three fast bowlers, a spinner who was pretty handy, um, and a keeper, and that was that was the formula for the Australian cricket team back years ago that had a lot of success. And it all changed the whole concept of the all rounder coming in after our. Um, 2005 um, Ashes series when uh, Flintoff came in, all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, okay, we need it. We need an all-rounder. We want one of those. Mm. Um, and so then I think Shane Watson was there, then yeah. was injured. Andrew Simons came in. Um, even Andrew McDonald, who's this current Australian coach, 
he was the next best all-rounder and he came on with bowling little mediums and, and sort of batting low down and they were trying to recreate it but I just think that's, that's the thing you pick your best six batters your best four bowlers if one's a spinner um, which it will be generally because um, you've only got 90 overs to bowl and I know as a fast bowler you kind of be pissed off because that's your job is to bowl at least 20 overs per day Yeah. and then if they can find another 10 from a few other guys um, yeah, Travis Head, certainly I think he goes all right. And you just ask Marnus, he goes pretty good too. Oh, yeah. You know you're struggling when Marnus has got that ball uh, late on, on day five to try and get some wickets. I, I remember, you know, you had a, famously had a, um, an incredible series over in India many years ago. What, what, what are the conditions like over there, Cash? Well, I know you bowled yourself to a standstill and, you know, almost carried the Aussie team. But what, why is it so difficult? And are the conditions still as bad as they were back then. I mean, maybe the one thing that could have improved is the, you know, the food and the, uh, the accommodation, et cetera. The, oh, the accommodation is some of the best hotels you'll ever stay anywhere in the world. Right. Um, and even these days, um, the, guy, the way that, you know, the guys have all travelled to India before, whether it be in IPL, Australian Tours, Australian A as well. So there's nothing um, new about it over there. It's just a, it's it's just the most challenging place to play because it's so different, given the heat. Um, the pitches is oh, look. I know as a fast bowler, we generally like to see a blade of grass on on a wicket. Um, yeah, in India, there's, there's, not much. There's, that'll that'll do us. Um, there's not much grass uh, on the wickets. But then, having said that, it's also you're playing in this whole thing. You, you, the Australian team when it's gone there in the past. Um, it's it's actually hard for spinners to bowl there because you're playing against the best players of spin in the world um, on their conditions. Mm. And you can attempt it to sort of, it drags you into, you feel because it's a spinning wicket, you got to you try a bit too hard. Um, and that kind of, like I said, it comes back to just, you know, being accurate of getting in the right areas, um, getting your pace right. And you just get that natural variation from one skidding through or bouncing a bit more or one turning, one not. So... That's what India does so well, their spinners. So, so I think I think for the fast bowlers, it's actually with the ball as it gets old, it, gets old, it does actually reverse swing. Um, and with the with the right setting the right fields and also the you know the the tactics, you can put some real pressure on on the batsmen over there. Mm. But it's yeah, it's a challenge. Mate, before we talk about hospital food and how that's going, <laughs> yeah. uh, special yeah. cricket match you're involved with at AB Field on Friday the 20th. I love this. It's Maybe. a 2020, well, we'll find out, won't we? 2020 cricket game mm-hmm. being played while supporting Australian special operations and veterans. Two teams. One team is the SAS veterans and the second is the commando veterans. And, mates, along with a host of others, including Wayne Bennett and Carl Rackerman and Greg Ritchie, you're a celebrity yep. umpire. Yep. Well, that might be all I'm good for with this. <laughs> there we go. No, I've, I've done a bit of work and supported 42 for 42 and, and what those guys have, have created um, out there at, at Lane Park and the Memorial. And Yeah, look, it's just, um, you know, in, in, inspiring, um, obviously, what what um, our armed forces have always done. I think that's one thing for us, and certainly from a sporting background. You know, you, I've always read deeply into it about your teamwork, about all those lessons and the way that they sort of, you know, con- connect and, you know, amongst, you know, blokes. And, and what they have is, is that connection is something so special. So come on out. Alan Borderfield will be an awesome day. Um, always going to be good fun, but um, obviously supporting such a great cause and some great people. I've read as well there'll be several Broncos players there too. So 
if you bump into Selwyn Cobbo, Casper, <laughs> what what advice would you what advice would you have for him? Zip it. <laughs> that's all you need. Stay to away say. from podcasts. Oh, that's, that's the that's the umpire, of course, if he's not happy with your decision. So. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the food. How's it how's it looking, mate? Are they dishing you up some good stuff. I tick some I tick tick some boxes on a, a sheet of paper came around this morning. I ticked some boxes, but what I got for lunch wasn't what I ticked, so I'm, I'm not going to complain. Mm. I'm not complaining, um, but I understand it's you know it's look I'm it's very well looked after here. You know you um, can tick Andrew. all the boxes too, mate. You know you can tick every box. <laughs> Don't hold back. There's a cap and there's a cafe downstairs. Do they do Uber Eats? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a really good thing. Well, listen, let's hope the toe gets better and you're back on your feet soon. Um, yes, mate. And, uh, yeah, look, no doubt we'll talk to you when, when the Aussies are over in India as well, mate. Michael Kasperwich, thanks for your time on Sports Day. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this summer. It certainly is. Uh, Chris Nelson is, I've never seen him so excited. Uh, he's getting pumped up for the Magic Millions Carnival this week. And hello, Nelson. <laughs> Jace, uh, very, very exciting times. Uh, the week just seems to get bigger and bigger every single day. We saw, uh, well, I thought you might have been out at the sales yesterday, just chipping in the uh, little bit of the $2.6 no, million no. for the uh, sister to um, Sunlight. No? No, you're getting me mixed up with Gary Belcher. He's the one with all the money. <laughs> so he doesn't like to part with it, though, uh, unless he's spending well, it on uh-huh. ice cream. <laughs> mate, oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, mate, what, what, sort of, what sort of sales have we seen? Did it, last year was amazing. Have we gone past that? Horse sales. Mostly, we have. <laughs> we, we have. We have. Uh, the average uh, is around $303,000 per lot. How about that? Uh, 426 sold at this stage, 303,000 is the average. The highest is 2.6, as we mentioned. What's that? That's assisted a sunlight. We need to know the lowest so we can see if we're <laughs> half well, we a chance. Us and our 20 mates. <laughs> we won't know that until we get to probably Sunday or Monday badge. That's more in our league. Those 10 and 20 thousand dollar horses. Do they probably, pass? Yeah. Do they pass this. any in and go? Okay. Oh, yeah. Know, you can have this for a couple of hundred. Yeah. There's been 70 odd passed in, but no, they don't generally. Uh, let them go for cheap prices. They're past him because they haven't reached that number that they want. What happens? And, uh, maybe then? they'll do some. What happens? Well, they go to another sale, or or, or do what? I think they could. They either go to. Uh, uh, they will negotiate, obviously, with with some parties, and they'll, and a lot of them will be sold. But others, they just might end up staying with the breeder, and the breeder will race them. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. They don't have to be sold. Yeah. What do you like this weekend at the Magic Millions, mate? And is well, it hard? Is uh, the two and three year old Magic Millions are they hard races? Well, they're always uh, they're always difficult because there's so many different form lines. We've got horses from all over the country. You know, mainly mainly New South Wales, Victoria, and Queensland tend to dominate. New South Wales horses generally are the best. Uh, however, this year in the three year old race, I'm going local. I'm going with one of our favourites in Yellow Brick, uh, number four. He was so good winning at uh, Toowoomba, the King of the Mountain. He's won. Five, six of his seven starts, five of his six starts, sorry. He should have won on debut. There was excuses there. So he should go into this race unbeaten. He's just a bomb-proof horse. He goes forward, he sits on the speed, he absorbs the pressure, and then when the chips are down in the straight, he just finds another gear. So 
acid test for him. He's been heavily backed. Interestingly, I know you're a pun of badge. Uh, he no, was hev- heavily backed. <laughs> he was heavily backed before the barrier draw on Tuesday morning, and then they put more on after the barrier draw after he drew gate five. So that tells you that there's punters out there or connections that didn't care what barrier he drew. They just wanted to get their money on. So I think he'll win the uh, the three year old race. And look, if you're looking for a, a good thing, probably uh, Scalopini. Always makes me think of going out for dinner and having a step up from a palmy is a scalopini oh, race that, four number that? two the veal scalopini yeah i think oh, yeah, it is. that is pretty special yeah veal scalopini yeah. Yeah, mm. the creamy a bit white of a step wine up, isn't sauce mm. yeah instead of scalloped potatoes <laughs> that's right no one cheese <laughs> the scalopini no, no. page um there's something else i was going to ask you oh, i had those horses they they ran it i saw them walking down suburban streets yes yes did they I'm, go for uh, more I'm, or less than they would have if they hadn't escaped well, they weren't <laughs> They weren't yearlings that were up for sale. Oh, they're in the race, aren't they? No, no, no. Oh, these they are just were, uh, show right. ponies. Show ponies. <laughs> yeah, well, they were in the race along the beach. And if you had a horse running around on Saturday in the Magic Millions, I'm sure you wouldn't be too keen to have it running on the beach Tuesday morning. Right. So they weren't from that. They weren't from the race. Uh, and I saw a bit of uh, footage on the news from one of those horses. He was back in his paddock that afternoon eating carrots. So they're like they're like fluffers. Those horses. They stand well, in for yes. the other ones. Oh, I the guess. other stallions. They're the yes, yeah. that's one word for them. I suppose. Well, or yeah. seat warmers, like at the Oscars. Or what? Yeah. What do actors yeah. have the you know on the uh, on the the action scenes? Oh, a stunt person. Stunt, oh, they're they stunt horses. Stand-ins. Stunt double. Stunt horses. Yep. My yep. my yep. local trainer, yes. Maddie Dunn, they take their horses up yep. the beach. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's it in Willembar. Willembar, yeah. They they go to the beach at uh, around Cabarita, Kingscliff that way. Yes. Oh, good. That's, yes. that's nice. Yeah, that's... No, well, I thought, I thought he was saying you wouldn't have them on the beach. You're saying you wouldn't be racing them on the beach a few days Oh, out. no, I wouldn't be racing them on the beach. Uh, yeah. No, no. Do you get an ice cream no. when he takes his horses to the beach afterwards? No, or but fish and chips? a couple of them look good in bikinis. <laughs> yeah, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not those Brazilian ones they're getting around in our days. No. Oh. All, right. All right, listen, this has gone downhill quick. <laughs> uh, you've given us your tips. Uh, we've found the horses, and we're going to buy ourselves a horse on Sunday or Monday. Is that right? Yeah, just wait till then, guys. We might be able to uh, all chip in together, the whole lot of us, and come up with something for about ten or twenty thousand. And look, you never know. Yellow brick cost twenty thousand uh, dollars. I did a I did a feature story on Magic Millions Radio this morning on General Nadim, who was a great horse, and he only cost twenty thousand as well. Yep. So it's possible. Just working out my percentage for this seventeen. Well, black caviar wasn't all that expensive either, so it can be done. And badge, you've got that it, coin laying around in the creepy van. Seventeen dollars. So. Yep. I just put it in <laughs> out of the ashtray. <laughs> hey, oh, it's gonna. How's your three-legged mule going, mate? Is that running around or hopping uh, or limping around this weekend? No, no. no she's having a freshen up now. That's the latest. <laughs> How much does that cost you? <laughs> oh, who knows? Oh, nails done. Horsey day spa. Nails done in the spa. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm going with our yeah. original idea, guys. I think uh, I think I'm going to get a greyhound. Yeah, that's the way to go. Queensland. You know what? No Why? Fuss. Why? They just run every week. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They're bomb proof. They just keep on going every week. They turn up, and there's no issues. And you don't have to worry about whether the jockey's having a go or not. That's right. <laughs> and they pal. don't need to freshen up. That's right. Queensland Summer Racing Carnival <laughs> takes centre stage once again this week. I'm in, by the way, if you find us a greyhound, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Isn't uh, he here to promote Racing Queensland? Just telling us about greyhounds. I was just thinking the same thing then, but I am. Pro- <laughs> but great, no, but Racing Queensland is the greyhounds and the harness. As oh, yes, well, so. of course. Yeah, so get yes. your facts right, mate. Just just count your cash before you go and buy a horse over there, would you? <laughs> right. I'm up to. Uh, Nelson, thanks, mate. 
Thanks, guys. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.